My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. But it's an empty road I feel so alone I forgot what I'm fighting for When the weight of the world Keeps you up at night When you're running with no end inside Lot you and end of Friday, September 8th in the year 2023. You know, we're, we're, I'm heading into a pretty crazy weekend. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's um, lots of stuff going on in the next 48 hours. So at some point I'm going to ask, which I don't normally do, but I'm going to ask for some prayers for me this, right now because this is like a insane schedule until, well, actually they're all through next week, but in particular for the next 72 hours. It's going to be pretty wild. But we did a really neat thing at the end of the show last hour, which I thought was just awesome. And it was after the show when the music was playing, and we got somebody up on chat who goes by Squeaks, super awesome dude. I know a little bit about him. I've been a Navy pilot, good man. And um, he was dealing with somebody tonight that was contemplating suicide and so we had an opportunity to stop the music and pray and we'll do some more of that tonight to this thing is so important so much of what we're dealing with right now is really just stepping into our authorities and truly walking in that way of Christ and understanding truly that what we are dealing with is a war that we're going to have to fight and win on a spiritual plane. And and this is something that is, even for me, I'm just being very honest, it's been a massive shift over the last, in particular, over the last three months. 
But it's been a constant moving of for as God has moved me over the last four years, which is in itself pretty pretty amazing. We're at four point forty one point eight million downloads, twenty five two thousand five hundred twenty three episodes, and there's actually more than that because there's some that were lost in the early time of transition between the. Uh, November 10th, right around November 3rd into the 10th, there was a period there. There were a number of episodes that were lost around that election period in 2020. But nonetheless, over 2,500 episodes, 41.8 million downloads. And that growth has just been all, by God, just leading this process all the way through. But the change in myself as I've walked, and I know some of you have commented on it, but I, I would, and it's, it's humbling, but it's equally a change in all of us because he's been moving us to a different place, every one of us. And I can see it in chat. I can see it in discussions. I see it in the emails that come in to me. We've all been being moved. And it's really stepping us into this place of authorities as warriors from heaven and in kingdom rather than sitting ourselves over in this place and waiting for someone else to do it for us. It's really profound. And, and then the other part of that is the awakening of the warrior part in us that is truly in the framework of Jesus, which is the tools we are given are the tools of heaven. They're not the tools of flesh and blood. But the fight that we are waging is the principalities out here in the spiritual realm that are then reflecting into the physical. And I don't think we give that enough credit I get frustrated with the stupidity going on here. But it's something that we need to, I think, be very cognizant of, that we have authorities over many things. And and I just had a great conversation with Pastor Brad Cummings. And it's interesting as he was talking, a, a post came up. And this is an account which you may or may not follow there. It's kind of a, it's like a, everything that's posted on this account is like encrypted when I say that, it's a cryptic method. I don't mean that in a in a uh, Luciferian way, but it's very the, the messages themselves are not clear. It's very kind of suggestive, encrypted, almost like a, a cryptic cue, if you will. But always very interesting because it gets you thinking. And so Brad is talking, and I and what he says is, he, and I just got through reading a a, a prophecy. It was posted, and it was actually posted back in 2022, and the prophecy was specifically about hurricanes. And I don't know the account that posted it, but when I read it, it, was, it really resonated with me very, very heavily. And that, that prophecy, as a matter of fact, I'll just read it, and this prophecy was, was posted originally on September 8th, 2022, so a year ago, exactly. And this is what the prophecy read. It said, watch as hurricanes begin to grow in strength and intensity. Things have been quiet, but not everything is intensifying the way your enemies had intended them to. They had planned to use the waters and hide things they were doing, but they can't hide this any longer because I am stirring the waters in these locations to stop the next attack on the United States. Do not fear these storms. Use my authority against them so that they may not come near you or your dwelling places. You have the power to speak to storms just as Jesus did. Get in my word and see what he said. Get that revelation knowledge. You do have power over storms in these days, especially when the weather is coming. Some violent storms will will be seen. Your enemies are the ones that should be afraid, not you, because this is the time of their judgment. Satan uh, saith, excuse me, saith the Lord of hosts. I, I read that earlier, and this was on the account Plastic Girl Reporting, which I've mentioned this account before. A tremendously good account, by the way. Great research, solid. A, a, a woman that runs this is a solid Christian great values, hard amount of work, and really not that large of account for the amount of material she puts out and the quality of material. She's got 4,438 subscribers. So I really encourage you to follow her. I, I find a lot of great content. This is just one of a whole range. Her site reminds me a lot of the Bards FM 
family room on Telegram. It's that kind of got that kind of eclectic and very deep mix of information. And she runs it by herself. So it's a good, it's a good account to uh, support if you can. But anyway, a lot of words like this you read. I, I have no idea who spoke this or who wrote this other than it comes from an account called Prophecies Fulfilled. I don't know who wrote it. But a lot of things when they resonate is interesting. So keep in mind that we have this massive hurricane rolling up on the East Coast. And I've read, gone through about two or three re different reports today on this. And each one is different. So one report is, is showing it, this modeling, showing that this hurricane is going to, it's Hurricane Lee, I believe. And then it's going to emerge with another hurricane and it's going to become the, this super, super storm that's going to hit everywhere from Florida all the way up to New York. That's one model. Another model is it's got this thing kind of crashing into somewhere around North, South Carolina, Georgia area, and it's going to be and then skip on up the coast, and it's going to hit somewhere between a Cat 3 to a Cat 4. And then we've got another model that has this thing coming in, and it's, it's going to completely skip the coast and run right up north, and it's going to be a Category 1. I find all this very interesting because if we are listening to what we, if we're following that path, of the authorities given to us. And so I'm, I'm going to relate this back to this prophecy, which has is just words in itself. But what resonated with me is that we have been pushing into this place of authorities and especially greater works. And we've talked about Peter being able to walk on water as he put his eyes on Jesus. We have prayed to rebukes. We've actually prayed for rain, and we got rain on the southern border. We I prayed the other day, which is interesting, and I'm not I'm not proclaiming anything more than what I witnessed. I prayed. We had fires cracking up all over our area, ones that went from zero to 12,000 acres very quickly, about 10 miles from the ranch, right? actually about 20 miles from the ranch. Um, and there was another fire that was about eight miles due south of our house here in Roseburg. So we've, we've had fires cropping up, and they've been cropping up in our county. And so I sat one night, and I just... And the Lord said, just pray. So I did. I just prayed for rain. Well, out of the blue, we ended up with four days of rain. And now it's dry again, but the fires are pretty much out. I believe, I mean, this is me walking and me talking as I talked some last hour. We have these authorities and access to these now more than ever. I think we just have to be praying into them and trusting in the Lord to deliver. So when I read this prophecy today, considering it was written a year ago, and I reflected on where we were a year ago, none of this was in the dialogue on this channel. In fact, a year ago, I was getting ready to take my trip around the country delivering Bibles, and I hadn't even gone to a deliverance class yet, and I was going to end up in Glad Tidings Church to do the men's camp, and it was from the men's camp that I was led to take the deliverance course, which is Isaiah 61, and it completely transformed my world. And if you remember that pathway, as I came back from Isaiah 61, I just said, we're going to be doing deliverance here, whether we like it or not. That's the path God's shown me. So I reflect, interestingly, when I read a prophecy like this a year ago, knowing where I was at, and if I had read it a year ago, it wouldn't have resonated with me at all, other than interesting idea. But there's such a heart and soul change in a year to where truly those words, I believe, are absolutely on point in this time that we do have those authorities to pray in and have those authorities that Jesus did to divert storms, among many other things. I think the only limitation that we have truly is ourselves. And I think that's what's really critical here is that we can't limit ourselves at all. And, when we, and we can't limit God right? We don't want to be putting God in a box. So if we're praying into something, what's the worst possible thing that can happen? God says, heard you. It's not going to happen. Because it's not that we're doing things out of malice. We're doing things out of the good. So we, we will pray tonight for the rebuking of this storm. And I think that's significant. And I believe that those models that are shown, I think that part of this deception that's always going on, there's a, there is a spiritual war going on here in a crazy way. And part of that imagery of showing a superstorm and a lot of that, as I talked about this this morning, which by the way, bended knee at 6 a.m., which started today, and it'll be at 6 a.m. from going forward here. It was awesome. Great turnout and just an energized way of waking up the day. So if you are not 
aware or haven't tried waking up with bended knee 6 a.m. now at it's now 6 a.m. on the Pacific time and that's 9 a.m. Um, Eastern time for those overseas that's I think it's minus seven GMT if I'm not mistaken pivot back seven hours off GMT uh, that should get you at the right time so that'll be eight seven six a.m. on the Pacific coast and we were you know, just really working in that place this morning with the authorities and looking truly at not limiting and going further with our powers and, and with authorities. I mean, like using powers, it sounds like, you know, like something out of bewitched or something. We're not doing that. This isn't, and I think that's the wording we have to be careful with. And I'm still working with it. So be clear about this. But when we're using authorities given to us and declaring things, we are, as Jesus told us, you, in my name, if you petition the Father, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, your prayers will be heard and he will, he will answer your prayers. Well, when we're stepping into this place with a beautiful heart and we're using those authorities for good, I think that we are really starting to see those things starting to come about and realize themselves in our world because those doors are open and that's part of now in this era that we're walking in. But equally, and we talked about this this morning, so much of what the enemy is doing, if we start to realize, and why they telegraph, why they tell us what they're going to do, why they seed these ideas in our head, is they are using spellcasting for us to inversion, to invert our authorities, to create the things and that they want. I, our world is much different than we realize. And it's different because we have been working so hard in a physical plane first and not empowering ourselves to realize that we're in a spiritual realm first and things that we then realize are in the physical world. We are spiritual first, physical second. And as we start to step into a walk like that, hence we are not of this world, such a key set of words. So as we are in that place and we are not of this world, but we are spiritual first, physical second, and we start to realize what the enemy does to us, trying to conquer our minds so that in our minds we are determining what they are saying as true or declaring what they are saying as true, and then it becomes true. And this is part of the insanity of, of the trap that we've walked ourselves in, and the enemy can literally wash their hands and go and literally look at God as Satan would like to and go, it wasn't me, it was your kids. They did it. Not me. I told them what we were going to do, and they agreed. Not me. They did it. And there's certain truth to that. We have to become more savvy in how the enemy works. And in so doing, we have to become greater in he. And as we become greater in he, then things change. But it's all things through God. It's all things through Yahushua. It's all things through God. And that's what's so amazing. And when we are walking with him and breathing with him and, and living with him, and it's that incredible place that we arrive at that the world literally transforms. And I'm telling you, the world is transforming, and it's transforming in a powerful and amazing way, and it's a beautiful time to be alive. I'm sitting in a place where literally day by day, I just feel it being pulled away from me. Sure, I mean, I can't stand these freaks that are going after our kids. But there's such a pivot in myself that's happened in this last year. I mean, I was happily a year ago, I'd be like wielding my sword to behead every one of them. The shift that really started to happen for me last January, when the, when the Lord, when God put on my heart to say, who's your enemy? And I went through that process that I've shared with you here many times, realizing that I could not point to the enemy, but I could only point to the, the crime. It really started to settle in on me, the transformation that would have to happen, that ultimately God has to be the deliverer of justice and we have to be the healers and the extenders of, of grace. And we have to walk with a, loving and peaceful heart, which doesn't always set well with people because they feel like there's not going to be justice. And yet that is when most of the justice occurs because we have a God, a merciful God, but there is a God of great justice that happens. But we can't be in the way of that. And as we 
reach out to heal, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, to do greater works than he. All of those doors are being opened. But that most important place, there are places, and I mean this, there are places where God allows us to have that place of judgment. But it's always going to be by his hand. And one of those, obviously, is harming the little ones. And that's the only place in Scripture where we have a punishment, a crime and a punishment given. And it was in the words of Jesus that told us what those crime and punishments would be. So it's a real interesting thought to consider if we would really follow Scripture in that way. What would that look like? We would be looking at a merciful justice system that would seek to have mercy before punishment. But when they ran into a particular crime that harmed the little ones, it would be harsh, brutal, in fact, by our standards today. It would be a millstone, and there wouldn't be any debate about it because it would be biblically grounded. So I think that when we, are, we talk a lot about prayer, and I think what's very important about prayer in this time is to be increasingly intentional about it, that we... And I, I've talked of too, is like when prayers are submitted, I like when people give us detail because we can pray. And, and that includes details. Sometimes people aren't comfortable or don't necessarily want to share, but when they do, it enhances our prayers. An example would be if someone is shot, given the clot shot or not. I mean, that may be a vulnerable place to ask, but it makes a tremendous difference on how we pray for that person. We're not groping and questioning. We're praying into something very specific. And we're praying in for healing, to rid themselves of this poison, to restore their genetics, to bring their bodies back into full health, to restore the, the immune system. I just think these are beautiful things. And so the, the trust then is as we start to confess our sins to one another, it is there, and it's, this is scriptural, it is there that healing we find healing. So there's a great deal of power in prayer when we're trusting each other. And this is I think this is a lot of what we've been building and continues to grow with such incredible force and strength as we pray together here and start to see the effects happen so quickly. And our praise reports only continue. And they come back in amazing ways. We prayed on a, a friend this morning that I know, and um, his name was Sam, and without getting into details, because I, I don't have his, his okay to share this yet, but I will tell you that by the end of, by midday from that prayer this morning, there was already things happening that were showing that doorways were opening, to, which was essentially what the prayer was about. That's a pretty fast response. And that's us literally leaning into our authorities and, and leading that way. And it goes back ultimately to Romans 8.18, for the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. And that's the hour in which we live. We are living in this fantastic hour right now where literally the earth is groaning, waiting for us. And all we have to do is lean in and start stepping into that role and that those doors are flying open. So I, I think that, I just think it's very interesting times. I'm just going to kind of real quickly, I just want to mention one of our sponsors. In a critical time like this, we have a, a pretty crazy time, and, and, I, and I've mentioned them many times, and I, they're just a great company, and that's Birch Gold. And there really have been just stalwart in their support for Bars Nation over this last year. I'd really encourage you to check them out. You just have to type, Bards, B-A-R-D-S, and send it to 989898. Just text nine eight text Bards, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. And they're going to provide you with a free information packet. It's good information to begin with, but it'll give you some insight into where they can help you and help you to establish some security with precious metals back to IRAs and tax-deferred IRAs. It's really important, I think, in this era. It, these people are criminals. They, they want not, not birch gold. <laughs> not birch gold. They're great people. Um, the, the cabal is, are criminals, and they're trying to do everything they can to rupture this economy and take your retirement wealth. 
And that's not something you need to do. And the one thing I can say personally about precious metals, because that's the only place, if I'm looking for a place to stick my money, it's either in hard assets, property, or, or precious metals. I don't dabble in the stock market. I don't believe in it. But more importantly, precious metals are not a high gain return. They're a steady return, a, a solid base for your money that you're not looking at massive growth, but it's definitely security. And when you can take these accounts that are so wrapped around rules and regulations and trying to keep your money trapped within a stock market game, they can help you unlock that and pull that out, stick it into an IRA backed by precious metals and help secure that wealth with a backing that's substantial and real rather than paper and imagination. So check them out. It's uh, Birch Gold. So just you're going to type in Bards, B-A-R-D-S, and you're going to text it to 989898. Bards to 989898. It's a good thing to do. Check it out. All right, so I want to deviate just a little bit because we got some strange stuff that's literally, this is bizarre. So there's an account. It goes by Wyatt. Um, been around a long time. But this one is, this is pretty crazy. He came up with this tonight. So he says, so, this is how he wrote on Twitter. So Robert Kennedy Jr. just filed this lawsuit against Google. He says, check out the typo. He says, that's a pretty massive misspelling. Kennedy with one N or something is a mis misspelling. This is John in place of Robert. It's also in the document more than once. It appears on the first page of the document twice. And this is no kidding. This is a factual background. It says, paragraph two, factual background. Plaintiff, it says in quotations, John F. Kennedy Jr. That's the filing is seeking Democrat Party nominations for president. John F. Kennedy Jr. Just saying. Don't know what this is. Is, is seeking the Democrat Party nomination for president. Complaint, paragraph 16. He has filed the necessary paperwork with the Federal Election Commission and is taking steps to qualify for the ballot in early prim primary states, including New Hampshire. Just saying. I have no idea what that's about. But it's just a little bit bizarre. And things just, someone just wrote it. I was just going to say it. Man, things are getting weird. No kidding. No kidding. I mean, every time we turn around, you think it's going to get a little crazier? It's like timelines colliding or something. Completely bizarre world. So who knows what we're into. All right, so I want to just tell you a little bit about what's coming on with me in the next few days, and um, I'm, I'm going to ask for prayers as we go along, if you don't mind. And I seldom do this, but I, I am going to see if we can. Um, so it starts tonight at 1 a.m., 1.30. I'm hitting the road, and I'm driving north to link up with my buddy and so we can pick up his truck and cattle trailer so we can drive another five hours to pick up my new cattle, and that's another great story, which I'll get to in a minute. It's an awesome story. This is like God's hand involved in this whole thing. We'll get there about 9, 9.30. We'll load the cattle probably by 10 to 11, have a little chat, hit the road again. We'll be back at the ranch by about 6 or 6.30, unload the cattle. He's got to have a ride back. Probably it'll be 6 or 7 we'll get back to the ranch. Let the cows out. And then... He and I will, he'll head back to home to Harrisburg, which is an hour and a half north. I'll unpack the Jeep because I've got all my stuff for my trip heading out to Bars Fest, which I'm leaving on Monday. And then I'm going to unpack Sunday morning. I'll get a couple hours of sleep. Sunday morning, we do our 6 a.m. prayer session, which would be about three hours. And then I'm going to get to work. Parents are going to join me. We're going to get to work to clean up the ranch house, get things organized, get my truck vehicle all packed. I've got to check all my, all my gear check and stuff like that. Have the 9 o'clock show Sunday night. Get a, four or five hours of sleep. Get up. Make sure everything's gassed up, ready to go. Put the trailer on the Jeep. Run down to the feed store. Get a couple protein tubs and about 15 bales of hay to bring up to the new cows because they're not going to be moved off the up the off pasture until next week, so they need some food. Drop that off. Drop the trailer. Jump in my Jeep. Then drive right back to where we just were, but farther, and head out to Idaho, and I'll be out in Idaho 
and going eastward starting on Monday. My first leg's about 12 hours. So if you are so called in the next few days, if you don't mind keeping all that in prayer, a lot going on, a lot of pieces. I've been cruising along here pretty well with Jesus and doing pretty well. But it's pretty exciting. Um, and it's, it's going to be a, this is all setting up for a great event, both back east, because I'm headed back to North Carolina first, about five and a half hours away from Bards Fest location, to roast some, to learn how to roast coffee. And that's happening next week with a guy by the name of Dan Cox, who runs Bald Guy Brew, and it's, um, his coffee's outstanding. If you want to have a great coffee, if you're ordering coffee, Order your coffee from Bald Guy Brew until the next phase. I'll explain that in a minute. But he's awesome. He's a Christian, was a pastor, took his ministry into brewing coffee. That's where he lives now in in that space. And he runs a youth ministry every Sunday out of his coffee shop. Super guy. And uh, that was, if you were in Yuba City, then you would have tasted his coffee because that was all the coffee. All the coffee you had at Yuba City was brewed by Bald Guy Brew for Bards Fest, and it's going to be the same this time, except that instead of Don brewing it or roasting it, I'm going to be roasting it with Don and bringing it to Bards Fest. So there you go. Pretty awesome. And that's setting up to where we're going. Uh, in the, the goal is that by spring, maybe earlier, but probably spring, we're going to launch, and that's why I'm doing the training. We're going to launch the Bard's brand of coffee. I don't know what I don't know if we're going to call it Expedition Coffee Cafe, which is another name I'd use. I don't know if we're going to call it Bard's Coffee. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I'm I'm working on it. But the point is that's going to become available in the spring. And obviously mail order subscription kind of teasing it up because it's going to be good. And um, I'm learning to, like, really crank. On, I'm learning from one of the best roasters in the country right now, to be honest with you. And the fact that God led this. That's, that's a cool story. And this is kind of a chat night tonight, folks. So I hope you don't mind because this is kind of taking it easy before I get on the road in a few hours. But um, So God put in my heart a while ago that we need to build out meeting places. And this is part of a growing vision. And the first one is in in process now. And these meeting places are places where people can congregate, centered on God, prayer, obviously. And the two things he showed me was coffee and sourdough. And and so in in the process here, as I I shared this vision with Brad Cummings, and I'm telling you, I'm really serious about this. Um, I know you know we're friends, but I, I just need to, highlight this the way Brad was told by God to meet me that he would meet me or needed to meet me about eight months before it happened and Brad being Brad just like okay Lord if you want it to happen it'll happen and then it did and the introduction was made by Dr. Sherry Tenpenny and the minute that Brad and I connected it was like we had known each other for eternity and it just is um and when, when you say a brother in Christ, I don't know that that even does justice. It it's, approaches it, but it's such an amazing friendship I have with Brad, and I'm so deeply blessed. Um, we share great ideas. He's he's a, an amazing spiritual mind. He has such a deep relationship with God, and he has been instrumental in my life in helping me break down some of my own barriers and strongholds to step into places that I never thought possible. And I'm it's just a very humbling experience when God brings you together with people like that. And we, we, are, we share things in ways that are perfectly complementary. And it's really like what God did really was say, look, I'm going to give you your real spiritual brother. And here it is. And that's literally the experience I have with Brad. And, and it's one of these things that when he comes on, um, it's really a, a wonderful and you're you're hearing an exchange of what he and I talk about almost all the time. So my I, I'm I'm setting the context because when I, I shared this with Brad, I'm like, okay, Brad, God just shows me like we're gonna have coffee shops, 
And it's going to be like this big open building assembly place. It's going to have kind of the two themes or sourdough and coffee. And Brad's like, he says, Scott, I'm going to tell you what God's showing me right now. He's like, this is going to be bigger than Starbucks. I'm like, okay, I'm all in. I think every patriot around here is all in because we'd have a God-centered coffee and we'd be like kicking it. So this is... uh, this is kind of the whole first step. So the reason I bring all this up is I start looking, I'd been doing this for years and kind of wondering like, okay, God's been nudging me for a long time to roast coffee, but nothing was coming together. And so this was last spring when all this happened and I had been researching and um, I came across, I'm big, as you know, I'm buying American. And so I stumble on this company called San Francisco Roasters and they're, in all play, they're in Nevada City. So just if you know the relationship to that, it's very close to Yuba City where the where Glad Tidings Church is, which is awesome. And I give him a call, and we talk a bit and kind of tell the guy what I'm doing. I think And uh, good, good salesman. And so he says, you know what? You need to meet Don Cox. And I said, okay, who is he? He goes, he does training for us. You think you'll really like what he does. So I get introduced by email and takes a couple of weeks and I call Don and we connect. And that's when all this thing is like, Don explains to me, like used to be a pastor and this, and now the guy at San Francisco Ruster had no idea of any of this other context that was important to me other than he knew I wanted to learn to roast in a more traditional way. And he's like, this is the guy you need to learn from. So Don Cox is a, and I'm anxious to tell you the story more. I think we're going to do a podcast together when I get out there. He and I talked about that and it'll be great because he roasts with the five senses. He doesn't use anything digital. And these machines that are built here in the U.S. don't rely on anything digital. So you don't have digital sensors, processors. It's designed for a five-sense sense of roasting, which, again, it's always getting back to basics, right? Jeremiah 616, the ancient paths, that's an application of it. Not necessarily that's exactly what it meant, but it's an application of that theme that's been going on since Bars Fest 2021 when that word was given. And it continues to be a driving theme for everything we do. And those doors continue to be open. And I just think that's really amazing. So that's part of the trip there. It's kind of a big step. We'll open up for some great story and some, I'm sure some great God connections as we cruise along here. And it's just like one of these step-offs that'll start tonight at 1.30 when I step on the road. And it's going to be, it's just going to be awesome because when we step into these places like this, I always look forward to this. It's always quite a busy time getting ready and details and you're trying not to miss anything. And I just kind of, re- kind of recline to the place right now. I'm like, all right, Lord, if I miss something, I'll pick it up along the way. We're staying focused on this. Everything this week, I've been just kind of backing off of the intensity and leaning into him. And it's been a great lesson this week and just reminding me and, and constantly how when we trust in him, things do come together. And in spite of a mountain that seems to be so big when we start, we end up nicking away at it. And many times it's just not as big as, as big a deal as we think when we let the Lord guide us. And things just happen. So it's pretty amazing. So all of this is setting up for a journey that's going to be pretty amazing. I'll be podcasting from the road starting on Monday evening. I don't know where I'm going to be. There may be some delays in shows next week. Be prepared for that, depending on where I'm at and if there's signal. If I'm in a hotel room or if I'm broadcasting from the Jeep, those things are all going to be real. And getting set up so that can happen comfortably and easily. And um, we'll just continue to push out. And then we'll be in Bartsfest a week. I'll be at the Bartsfest location a week from Tuesday or Wednesday. I haven't decided which yet, so coming together. It's happening fast. It's going to be an exciting month. We've got a lot of things moving. This month is already flying by. And um, I just, I think it's going to be a great thing. So for those of you that aren't thinking of coming or have not heard or whatever the reason you're on the fence, we want you there. It's real simple in Bars Fest. We, Bars Fest, we have tickets available online at bardsfm.com. It's a great looking site. By Monday, we should have the daily roster on there, and we will have most of the speakers finalized. We've added three new speakers, and we've lost a couple and picked up a couple, so it's all coming out really well. And it's going to be a very exciting event with a very 
a great lineup of people speaking, everybody centered ultimately on their love in Christ. And it's going to be very important that this unity that we're building, and we've talked a lot about that, and I think it's a very important principle here is that we're bringing worlds together. We're bringing tribes together right now. And it's an exciting time to share that. And you're going to have it as you're being shown and exposed to people that are, say, whether they're coming from the special operations community or whether they're coming as pastors or whether they're coming from experience bases like you know, common law with Jaron Jackson or uh, transhumanism like Joe Allen, who just has, has his new book out, or Dr. Lee Merritt, who's going to be there, or Tom Renz, I think he's going to be there. It looks pretty good right now. Whatever that is, keep in mind that this is about, about bringing people together. So this isn't just about them speaking, but about us uniting because the experience base, and you'll hear me talk about this a lot there, we have a very eclectic experience base. And the one thing that I, I think is really the important message to gain here is that everyone here in this audience, everyone here in Bards Nation, I and I talk about you all in this way, so it's just being very candid. When people ask me about Bards Nation, and this is how I describe it, I said, most of the people that are here that have come together in this fellowship have been beat up or brutalized in one way or another in the last five years with the system. Most everybody has suffered a loss or rejection in family or church or both, and many have experienced a loss or rejection at work that has caused an inordinate amount of stress in their lives. But the one thing that you will learn, and this is what I tell people, is one thing that you will learn when you interact with Bars Nation is they are overcomers that they are never let themselves be down. They stand up together. They stand mightily in the body of Christ. Their hearts are purely for that love in Jesus and love in God. They love this nation. They love their family. And they'll throw down to keep it all and to keep it alive. They understand this era. What they may lack in the specific experiences of, say, in specific experiences of war or specific experiences in certain areas of niches that people have, they more than overcome with their overall experience in this fifth generation of warfare that they have proven themselves to be incredible warriors that can fight like anybody else, can learn to research, have learned to adapt, and have learned to ultimately overcome one of the most pernicious and dark evils we've ever faced. That's how I describe Mars Nation. Adding to that, that they are people that get their hands dirty and sow seeds and are not afraid to get their hands dirty to do the work of God. So I say all that in context because people speak from great platforms of experience. Don't ever underrate how much experience you have and how important your experience is in helping another grow. We each grow. Not There isn't one teaching us. We grow together. And I'm a huge, huge believer in that. And that's what makes us so mighty in the body of Christ. So we are, there's going to be some discussion as well at Bars Fest about finally, um, and I'll be talking about it, about setting up podcasters in counties. We're, we're about, um, from what I originally announced, we're probably about eight months late on that announcement, but or six months late, but that's all right. It's coming together. We're going to try to stimulate that. It's going to be a lot of talent that's going to be there. If all goes well, we will have our new website up and running. We're working hard to get that going, and that'll be announced at Bars Fest. If not, you'll at least have a glimpse at what it'll look like, and it'll follow shortly thereafter because it's being constructed right now. Um, we have a lot of great ideas of moving forward through the end of the year. And, of course, we're going to hopefully announce the Bars Nation School here in the county, fingers crossed. That'll be able to be announced and as well as the operation we're doing down in Chile. So we have a lot of things to discuss, a lot of things to prey on, a lot of things to be excited about, and a lot of things to understand together, what we can accomplish together. This is kind of like the assembly bringing together the tribes to bring out the, the greatest of Gideon's army, and, I, and it includes all of us. So a lot ahead in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a busy next couple of weeks. And again, I'm going to, as we pray out tonight, but I'm just going to ask you to keep your prayers up for myself and for my buddy Jared tonight. 
Keep your prayers up for those traveling to Mars Fest, all of us that are traveling. Keep your prayers up for just the greater strength that God will give us, the wisdom, and so forth. So, patriots, let's pray. Father God, I just want to thank you tonight. It's just been a very... We, we have these conversational nights, and we just know that you're being with us and just kind of guiding these conversations. It's just a very relaxed and very enjoyable way of experiencing you. We... Uh, we we hit topics hard. We we look at scripture seriously. We dig in hard to expand our knowledge and our deeper faith. We reach hard for those authorities. And sometimes when we just take a pause and just let the conversations flow, it just really reminds us of that passage that open the door, invite you in, make take a seat at the table and letting us dine together. So thank you, Father. It's a uh, it's a really pleasant experience when we can just simply enjoy the meat that's there before us and, and feed ourselves on the meat and the milk and the richness of all that Scripture is. Father, tonight, my personal prayer for Bard's Nation, because this is a gift of a fellowship that we have, and I just, I'm just asking for prayers for everyone in Bard's Nation tonight, and these prayers are this, Father. My prayer is that each person has an encounter with Jesus, that each person's needs and whatever is in their need right now, that they can turn to you and say, Father, this is where I'm at in the honesty of their heart, that, Father, you will fulfill their needs with the resources they need to fulfill that. Father, I'm praying for each and every person for their health tonight in Bar's Nation. Let them, whatever is ailing them, let those be healed. And, and I declare those things, Jesus, in your name. And Jesus, as you've said, if we declare it in your name and bring it to the Father, those prayers will be heard. So, Father, I'm asking tonight, in Jesus' name, for miraculous healing over everybody that has an issue in Bar's Nation. This is about a remnant. These are about an amazing group of people that have come together by your hand and guidance and led here in so many different ways. Father, we, we pray in a blessing over this entire podcast and platform that we're on. You've kept us safe. You've allowed us to congregate. You've helped us build strong walls. You've helped us help us rebuke the enemy. You've helped us come together in a deep way. You've blessed us with an ability to even communicate in, a, in a unique ways on chat and social media to build relationships that are, are as strong as that in person and in the flesh. And, Father, that's a blessing that is incredible in this age when so much is difficult to establish trust and yet you've shown that trust and how we can build it and how it happens all through our faith, our trust in you and in the body of Christ. Father, we, we are equally, we're praying into tonight the, the blessings of Bard's Fest. Um, and I'm going to ask a personal prayer, Father, for the blessings of this trip as we move forward to just to keep things safe from starting tonight all the way through the, the next week to keep this to be an experience that truly is a relationship building with you in a deeper way to open opportunities that are unseen but doors that only you can open to embody myself with knowledge to step off into a yet another skill set of roasting coffee as you've led to set the foundation so that that can be taught to others and that that whole experience can help grow yet a greater connection in the physical fellowship and the meeting halls that you have shown. And let this be a step-off point for Bars Nation, Father, in the, in the coming weeks that brings tribes together, builds the foundations of the true anchoring and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit, and let each person who encounters and works through this with us be blessed with the blessings of the Holy Spirit to walk into this world to be truly equipped for the work of the ministry. Father, we're deeply humbled. We thank you for all that we have. And I personally am so grateful for this place of having such an amazing fellowship of people that, I, that has come up around this that are truly transforming and making a difference in their communities, in lives, and ultimately helping steer this nation piece by piece, inch by inch, back to a center point of eyes on Jesus and to you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
a good time. Someone just asked if we can pray again for Squeak's urgent prayer request. Yeah, we can do that. It's no problem. We can do that. Um, so, Father, we're just going to open prayer again here for a young man that was being dealt with, with by one of our followers by the name of Squeaks. You know who he is. He's got great heart. He's served his nation, and now he's serving his community and trying to save a young man who has seemed to be a have rewrapped around the control of demonic. And Father, we just establish a hedge of protection around this young man. Ask for the glory and power of the Holy Spirit from heaven down to earth and earth to heaven to just fill that space and push out any of the demonic influence. And for the demons that are there, as we struck before we strike again, we wrap that hedge of protection with the blood of Christ and you are absolutely rebuked. You have no more authority on this young man. You have no more dominion in his space. Your whispers can no longer be heard. And Jesus, we place these demons that try to attack this young boy, this young man, before you, bound and gagged to speak the words forever when they do speak that Jesus is Lord and King and Savior. And Jesus, we hand these demons to you to do whatever you choose to do and however you choose to handle them. Father, we pray truly for the the power of healing over this young man and the power of insight for squeaks to be able to continue to minister to him, to help this young man see and his father, this young man's father, to see truly where the source of corruption is. And to as he is as this young man is trying to struggle and being being tormented by these de- demons, we're praying that the words truly that resonate in the heart will break open those strongholds of the demonic. And with that, this young man will hear these words to speak Jesus into his life. And Jesus, we ask for you to be present there as he, this young man can have an experience with you to witness the true power of, the, of you as Lord and Savior and to inspire him to reach for you, to truly proclaim you in his life and in so doing, rebuke this demonic and reclaim the importance of the life that he has. May you bless him. May you restore him. May you revive in him the value that he has in the eyes of you, Father. And strip away that evil that has corrupted his mind to see that he is unworthy. May the glory of all he is fill him. And may he be humbled before the throne, understanding and appreciating the gift of life that he's been given and the importance that he has on this space and and time on earth. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We have to try every chance we get to... uh, Continue to bring life. And this is well said right here. Someone just wrote it. Breathe life into dry bones. And that's the truth. That's raising the dead. And it truly takes on many forms. I think sometimes we think so much in terms of the physical that we forget the power and the importance of raising the dead in the spiritual. We have to breathe life into these people. And when the demons start to take it and start to diminish the light, start to diminish that spark. People begin to wander and life begins to be so big that the power of the demonic can start to whisper in and convince people into the most horrific acts. I've told you before many times, and suicides are personal to me. I lost a very good friend, one of the best NCOs I'd ever worked with in the military, a ranger who took his life after an argument with his wife went downstairs and took his life, and she didn't find him until the morning. Devastating. Devastating on me and on his other close friend, a friend of mine as well. We shared time in Afghanistan together, the three of us. And it it opened my eyes to the the torment of, of suicide and my personal opinion of why I think the demonic feeds on it so much because it's like tearing a part of you away and it's, it hurts and it's dark in itself and you have to be well guarded and well girded when things like this happen. So hat tip to one of our great Bars Nation people for stepping in right now and bringing it to our attention as well so we can pray on it and save this young man. It's so important that we do that. Patriots, I'm going to leave it at that tonight. I'll be back Sunday morning. Remember, our prayer and healing, is, which is 
Coffee and Jesus is Sunday morning now at 6 a.m. And we'll be armed and ready at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you Sunday morning, 6 a.m. for Coffee and Jesus. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest dead. Oh, I want to feel something.